1: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void
0: Horror Podcast.
1: That's right. It's episode two zero three, two hundred and fucking three, man. I'm so excited. I'm so happy.
0: (laughs) You can count.
1: I know, but it's just crazy (laughs) that we've made it this much. And I know we talked about it when we hit 200, but it just kind of now hit me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was thinking about it. I'm like, 200? Like, how many hours is that? But anyway, regardless, welcome back, guys. We're going to have a good week for you this week. We actually ended up watching Lucio Fulci movies that are from 87 and 90, which is, of course, we're doing
0: enigma 1987
1: and demonia from 1990 it's always a pleasure for me to be able to talk about italian horror i'm a huge fan of it for those of you who've been following long enough you guys know i talk about that shit all the fucking time i love lucio fulci i'm i was uh moved by his first the first movie i ever saw of his Mm -hmm. was, well, technically White Fang, because I just thought about that. When I was a kid, I watched White Fang. That was a big deal to me. But the first horror movie that I saw that blew me away and caught me off guard, and I had never seen anything like it, was City of the Living Dead.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And ever since I saw that movie... High as fuck at my friends in Florida, who I can't remember their names. It was this gay (laughs) couple that were fucking really cool. They, like, opened me up to so many fucking amazing movies. And I used to go over there, like, every Friday. Mm -hmm. And we would just get fucking baked. (laughs) And then, like, watch new movies that I'd never seen. Oh, that's cool. It was cool. And I, and I, I have a very fond recollection of watching City of the Living Dead. I was literally staring at the screen, like, with my mouth open.
0: Mm-hmm. And you Drooling hear the babies like, wah, 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 and like this,
1: like so the cameras the ba- panning. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Was the baby possessed? What was that?
1: It's just this weird aura that that Lucio Fulci would create something that is void in these two movies that we're about to talk about. Um, in that movie, that I just love the atmosphere of. Mm-hmm. It feels like a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. it feels like something you would watch that feels like something's lurking around you, kind of like Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. They create created this atmosphere that is you know it feels like something's around you even if it is comical it right. still feels like something's around you so uh-huh. i'm excited to talk about these movies these are lesser known films they aren't exactly the most popular you so know. these
0: are like his one-offs
1: no he's done tons of different movies like he started well before he did he got famous let's uh-huh. put it that way he was like a working director. He did a lot of stuff. White Fang is pretty popular, actually, if you think about it, for kids' movies, especially. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So these ones we're going to talk about today. We're going to at least break them down for you and talk about the things that we like or dislike about these films. So, and as a note, we are going to be doing a new thing for Halloween, guys. Speaking of Halloween,
0: I'm so excited for this.
1: You sound so excited, Christine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I'm
1: so excited. excited for this. I just
0: can't hide it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so we're going to be calling Halloween this year, or maybe for multiple years, Voidtober. Voidtober.
0: It's Void-A-Weed!
1: <laughs> Void-A-Weed? No, I don't Void, like that. No.
0: Void-tober. Void-Tober. Void-Tober, for
1: sure. So what we decided to do is we've already picked out all the movies that we're going to be watching this month, and we're going to have a trailer for that up on YouTube here soon, which will include some of the stuff from it and me being a silly idiot uh, talking about all the different movies that we're going to watch. And it'll have, like, clips from different movies and stuff in it that you can, you know, kind of get an idea of what we're going to watch. So, uh, But we already picked it out before we started recording, and... So Voidtober is going to have some extra special stuff that we're going to do. We haven't exactly worked out all the finer details of it, but there are some surprises in Voidtober that we're going to do, including possibly a giveaway and some other things that we're going to be doing that'll be fun for you guys to join along with us. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to take polls. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. So it's Halloween. Let's fucking live it up. If we can't go outside, then let's fuck this shit up on the fucking (laughs) airwaves. You know what I mean? (laughs) But how are you doing, Christina? How was your week? How was everything going?
0: I'm good. You put up a bunch of YouTube reviews this week.
1: Right, but we I went to the Mile High Horror Film Festival for a couple of screenings of movies online this week. I got to see Fried Berry and a movie about a killer pair of jeans called Slacks, both of which I really liked. Uh, both of which are very different comedies in their own right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very different movies and style and everything. But I really enjoyed both of them, and you can check out my reviews on them. They're not even going to be coming out to you guys until next year, probably. Maybe one of them might pop out by the end of this year, but... Mm-hmm. I know Slacks is coming to shudder, I think, from the horror collective by the beginning of next year. So oh, okay. and I don't know what Fried Berry's going to hit, but man, mm-hmm. both of those are really interesting. So if you want to check out the reviews on those, you really should, because I think it might be something that you guys want to keep an eye out for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you had also something that happened this week that we uh...
0: I went to an estate sale. Yeah. And they had like every single Stephen King book. You could imagine. So I bought them all. For 50, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For like 50 cents each. And then we started freaking out because we were like, dude, I think these are like original first, first, uh, first copies. First right. Prints. But we we ended up taking a few of them to a dealer and he told us they were part of a book club and just crushed our dreams, crushed our lottery dreams. Just
1: to give you guys an idea, one of the original first books that Stephen King ever wrote was Carrie. And that book in particular was written through Doubleday, which is the name of the publisher. And a copy of that in pristine copy would be... Somewhere in the neighborhood of 4000 to $6,000 for an original print first edition from Doubleday.
0: And it literally is like the original print.
1: And we got one of the original prints technically because this old woman who passed away belonged to a book club. Right. And because it's a book club, it's in lesser quality materials, smaller print. Right. Like thinner paper. I don't
0: even think she read it. She like, didn't even did, read it. It doesn't look like it's it had been opened.
1: The guy that we took it to said that these books that we had, the Doubleday ones that we had with like Salem's Lot, uh, Night the Shift, Shining. The Shining, all these ones that are book clubs. Some of them are not, by the way. We still have to go through them, but we kind of got some of our excitement thwarted.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, though, when I saw the books... And I saw The Shining, and I grabbed it, and I grabbed it, and I was like, "Hey, that's not the movie cover." You know what I mean? Because you know, when the the books, especially like Stephen King books, they'll eventually like reprint it with like whatever the movie right. cover is. Sure. But I was like, it was like totally different. It's, it's weird so though. The, it,
1: you would not know the difference other than the fact that it didn't have the goddamn fucking cost of the book inside Mm -hmm. the sleeve
0: right that's the only difference with the book club
1: so now our four thousand to six thousand dollar books are worth about twenty to forty (laughs) dollars each
0: which is still good which
1: is not even a big deal because like ultimately do you know how much money it costs to pay for each and every one of those books hardcover right it's ridiculous right we got them for eleven dollars Mm -hmm. And we got, like, 30 fucking books. All
0: of them. We got all of them for, like, $11.
1: Which is insane. Like, we lucked out. Like, technically, we could sell each one of those and still make a fucking... I could sell... We could literally sell one of those books and and we've already made our profit.
0: Someday we'll sell them. But anyway, if you go to our Instagram page like you can i see posted it. some of the books and if you follow our stories like you if you, you check do it out. you would have seen you would have seen my whole journey to the estate sale. Well, did you
1: post it on the Instagram regular thing or just the stories?
0: Well, the stories, but I'm just saying you should follow us on the stories too to see what yeah, I'm They won't up be to. able to see
1: it by the time they hear this. is all I'm saying.
0: I did put up a post of the books.
1: Okay. That's what so, I was curious yes, you about, can yeah. see it. So, yeah, guys, if you want to make sure that you catch some of the stories that we do, Christina does a lot of them. I'll do some random ones where I'm acting like a fucking idiot or just making up jokes or some dumb shit. Dude, yours
0: are long.
1: (laughs) I just like to talk on it. Like,
0: (laughs) they're 15 seconds
1: each. What do you mean they're long? (laughs) Anyway, so that was our sort of Stephen King, we are not billionaires now, all of a sudden story, which was uh, she was pissed. You were so mad about it. Like, we were in the bookstore, and I was trying to make the best of it. I was like, eh, I kind of figured it wouldn't be, you know, what it would, thought we thought it was. And I'm, like, talking to the fucking the book guy about all these different horror authors and stuff like that. And she's like, all right, let's go. Let's go. let's right. Let's go take our fucking loser pill.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm like, hell no.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway. But I think it might be that time.
0: What time is it?
1: Horshot! all right guys so now we're gonna do our horror shot for this week and this week we picked demonia which is from 1990 it is a non-sploitation supernatural who done it
0: something <laughs> who done it
1: uh, But yeah, so in the movie, there's a scene where the one of the nuns, we won't say how, who, what, is spurting out a bunch of fucking greenish yellow. We couldn't get the color, by the way, but we're trying. We tried to get yellow,
0: but we tried to get yellow.
1: It just kind of turned green. Kind (laughs) of green, yeah. Uh, She's spitting up all this fucking custard out of her mouth. That's like a greenish hue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a mustard. It's like a mustard. Yeah, it
1: was like baby diarrhea green, almost like to me, like yellowish green. And like, there's a beginning scene where some nails are getting shoved into uh, nuns, and uh, we figured we'd call this drink a nine inch hail. (laughs)
0: Funny, (laughs) hail Satan, (laughs) because that's
1: what they were doing before they got nailed to that fucking cross. (laughs) Anyway, so what is in a nine inch hail? Well, it's actually pretty simple. We did one half shot of blue velvet and one half shot of Baileys. And then we used, uh, like a scosh of creme de menthe that you can put in there just mostly for coloring, but it goes well with the, the, the Baileys anyway. So it's almost like a Irish, you know, I don't know, whiskey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it's Baileys one half. Black velvet one half and then like a skosh for coloring of a creme de menthe. And you have a nine inch hail. And we have them right here. We even took a nice fancy fucking sort of sort of like demonia picture. <laughs> we did our best. For I what? thought it was good. I think we do a pretty good job for mm-hmm. the sceneries and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's to. So
0: hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> Skeet. Hail Hail Satan.
1: Like we're in some church. Ugh. All right, I haven't tasted it yet. I'm, I'm a little nervous.
0: You were singing. Whoa. Ooh, that's actually not bad.
1: It's got a little bit of a kick it's there. It's a
0: weird mixture. The, it tastes the, good. The menthol <laughs> pops up at the end. I think
1: that's what it was. Like, when I did it, it felt like it was going to... Like like mm-hmm. fire was about to pop off in my throat. Yeah, that's why I was, like, was Ugh. like,
0: And then it was like Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Christmas cookies for Satan
0: <laughs> <laughs> in September. I
1: mean, this is—I'm sure we've had a probably a shot that's similar or close to this, but not exactly the same. Especially because the black velvet. So right. So if you would like to try a nine-inch hail, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flash and potatoes of our Lucio Fulci extravaganza of Enigma
0: 1987
1: and Demonia 1990. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, so, Christina, why don't you go ahead and kick it off with Enigma.
0: All right. The spirit of a comatose teenage girl possesses the body of a newcomer to her girls' boarding school to enact bloody revenge against the elitist lingerie-clad coeds responsible for her condition.
1: Sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> the tagline for this movie is, all her enemies will be eliminated, but first they will suffer. Mm. Directed by Lucio Fulci. Mm -hmm. Um, He's directed 61 movies, including City of the Living Dead. Booyah. The Zombie. Zombie 3. Ew, stop. I love that movie.
1: I'm sorry. I'm going to jerk off.
0: I'm going to say White Fang and the New York Ripper.
1: Yeah, plenty.
0: And then he was also a writer on this movie, and so was Giorgio...
1: Maruzzo.
0: Maruzzo.
1: Maruzzo, maybe? Sounds about right.
0: Maruzzo. Uh, he also wrote Apache Woman, House by the Cemetery, which was directed by Fulci, Contraband, and he's done lots of Italian TV movies. Mm-hmm. This movie stars Jared Martin, who plays Dr. Robert Anderson. Uh, he was dusty in the TV show Dallas. He was also in the War of the Worlds TV show from the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's done a lot of TV.
1: He was also in Rome 2072 or 2072 Rome, which is another uh, Fulci film that you can actually watch because Fulci decided to tackle a lot of different styles of films.
0: All right. Also starring Laura Lamberti, who plays Eva. Uh, she was in Red Sonia from 1985, oh, yeah. and she's done a lot of Italian TV shows.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Uh, also starring Yuli Reinthaler, who plays Jenny. The blonde. Mm-hmm. She the bitch was bitch
1: or whatever, is that what she calls her?
0: Something like that, I think. Uh, she was she she was only in this movie and she was in Zombie Three. Yeah. Sophie Dwallin, who plays Kim. I think she was a bitch. Um, was, she, was it
1: her? Okay. I don't remember.
0: But whatever. She was in. Oh, that's right.
1: Jenny was the roommate. She was her right. flat, her yeah. her room. Yeah, roommate.
0: Yeah. yeah, she was like towards the end of the movie mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, she, but uh, the girl who plays Kim, she was also in a movie called Madeleine of Love from 1987, and Long Live Life. Okay. I'm like okay. And then Jennifer Nod, who plays Grace, she was in Monolith and she was in Nikki Sings Again from 2019. Those are like her most popular. Which there's a big gap in between there, which is kind of weird. But anyway, uh, Ricardo Asarbi, who plays Fred, he was in Black Tunnel from 1986 and Women of Wonders from 1985.
1: That's fine. We don't need any more.
0: Okay. That's all I did. Yeah. That's That's all I did. So. That's fine. Was this your first time seeing Enigma? 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 No,
1: I've seen this before. And I think we even tried to cover it in an episode when we had like seven movies that we would watch each episode which is just ridiculous and I like I went back to like episode 12 today to see what we did there and there was just like talk of like all of these different movies and I don't know I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking back then but this is a movie that so many think is the Argento rip off movie like the phenomena rip off which sure it has its mind powers and even sort of bugs like snails and shit in place of the bugs you know it's just very different it's like a, a, a lot of different different Italian films that of that time in particular. And some have called it like a Carrie ripoff, a Patrick ripoff. It's, It's got a little bit of everything in it, which, by the way, I do want to do a review of Patrick and then Patrick strikes again. I think it is, which is done by another director in the, in this group. That Are is horrible. Yeah. I think I forget who is, I think it's vinegar syndrome is going to be releasing it. It's either them or Severin or something, but I need to, I need to watch it because it looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, But this has got a little bit of everything, like I mentioned, which unfortunately makes this one a splotchy experience. It just kind of feels all over the place and somewhat void of atmosphere. Like, there really isn't any atmosphere to speak of. Not the kind that I like from Fulci in particular. Mm -hmm. The music is just all right. It's not so bad. There's a couple of poor choices in there, but, you know, it it does the job, but nothing amazing. And then this is also a movie during a time when the money was drying up in Italian horror movies. So the show pieces that we always talk about on the show here where Fawlty would do all these gore, fantastic, you know, set practical effects things, it's not exactly great in this film, not nearly as grand as some of his previous films, at least, but there is some gore in it. And even if it's on the lighter side or schlock side of it, this is more about the story anyway, and there are just so many different types of Fulci fans in general that like his work. Most of them usually fall between the, like, zombie and, like, 1985. So, like, 79 to 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you enjoyed those and you wanted to see what other stuff he had, you might have gone back and or forward and not like some of his stuff. So it's kind of like a weird, odd mix. There's fans that like all of his work. There's fans that like just a specific type. So well, he g-
0: directed 60 movies. He's done so. a lot
1: of different things. So it right. totally makes sense. Personally, this one isn't my favorite Fulci film or one of anyway, but it arguably has one of the best covers of a Fulci film ever, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome looking. It looks like some Medusa head or something, but it's just like a hand behind this head and shit, but it looks right. cool. So it's probably a better cover than it is a film. Mm -hmm. So I think that the story is interesting enough, but I can't get over how splotchy it feels to me. Like, it just feels like disjointed segments stuck together, Mm -hmm. different story arcs that are going all over the place that don't really give it the time. Right. It feels a little rushed. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's about a girl who gets picked on. She gets into an accident and exacts revenge on her friends. And she uses powers well beyond her mental strength. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To do some pretty interesting, crazy, weird shit in the film that are mildly entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's a movie that I probably want to like more than it actually performs as. So, I don't know. It's, It's kind of a low, low, low... Faulty film and I'm probably going to give it a better score than most people would like more than you probably
0: probably probably <laughs> but it's
1: faulty. I gotta give it you know like I've seen worse in his in his catalog mm-hmm. there's uh, there's some mystery in here and some of it will feel familiar to you because of all the other movies that I listed in the beginning and I know that you won't be expecting what happens by the end at the least you won't know that that's what's going to happen to stop this this crazy shit from happening. It's kind of anticlimactic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But I would say this is probably a 4 out of 10 on a scale of Fulci movies. Not great. Watchable. Has a few bizarre showpieces mm-hmm. like Death by Snails and a couple of decapitations. But I honestly prefer to watch Manhattan Baby over it. But that's just sort of the sweet spot for me for Fulci. Oh. Yeah.
0: What's Manhattan, baby? What's that about?
1: Uh, Do you remember? We bought it at the store and it was like my birthday and you were like, that's like a $40 movie. It was the double box, double seat, you know, thing.
0: How long ago was that? That was
1: years ago. I don't
0: even fucking remember. You were like,
1: I'm going to get it for your birthday. And I'm like, really?
0: Oh, I'm so nice. There it is.
1: It's right there yes there you go
0: oh is it oh i'm like have you even
1: Ooh, there you go <laughs> Shit, just throw that on the floor
0: i threw it on murray
1: <laughs> fuck our collection huh christina
0: sorry. <laughs> oh wait there's two yeah
1: i have the dvd and the
0: uh you dork <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm yeah, kidding yeah but you know oh, okay
1: anyway what did you think of this movie
0: it's funny how you said it was splotchy because like that's exactly what this movie is it's it really a is splotchy movie But it's like a a supernatural revenge movie, which is Mm -hmm. kind of weird. It's like a second-rate Suspiria, but it has a little bit of Carrie in it. A lot of people have said that.
1: Uh, I didn't get the Suspiria vibe, but I've heard other people say that.
0: I'm not a big fan of the original Suspiria. Yeah. unlike you and a lot of the people, but I'm not a slow bird person. Right. So I, can, but I got, so I got that vibe, but that might just be, you know, because of my head.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, I heard some of the people in the extras actually talk about it. Oh, really? As Suspiria, and I'm like, mm, I don't really get that, but okay.
0: Oh. Well, maybe it's because of the boarding school situation. I think situation. it's the,
1: the exacting revenge and like coming after right. people at a time. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, in a girl boarding, that's what I was thinking sure. too. But it had some cool, like cool, uh, Close-up shots mm-hmm. in some of them, um, but yeah, it was just really slow and it was like, Meh. What do you think of the
1: music? Did you like the music or was it just not? It was off, forgettable. It, it was, was forgettable. Kind of forgettable. Yeah. It was forgettable, except for that Earth beginning song that's like seemed like a famous track at the time. Um, I
0: don't even remember. I don't even remember
1: dressing up for the weekend oh, okay, or some shit. Right. I don't fuck. It was remember. like
0: that standard eighties, right? You know, everybody's ch- working <laughs> <Yeah>. for <farther. laughs> Exactly. I got some really creepy vibes from this movie, especially because they were trying to like push this relationship like with this older guy, these younger girls. And I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't like that. Okay. Just because it, it was creepy to me. It was like, yeah, that
1: seems to be kind of a common thing in those movies, too. Yeah,
0: they really were. But it did kind of remind me of like a lifetime TV movie deal okay you know what i mean well, it was more drama well yeah drama with a little bit of the horror and the sex and stuff but st- but it was just the way it was shot mm-hmm. and the storyline it just reminded me of watching like a true crime on lifetime you know what i mean right made for tv movie true crime that's what it felt like but uh, no didn't like it two out of ten two two. It two okay all
1: right well that's probably what most people would feel about it you know they're not mm-hmm. real fond of it I don't know. I think four is pretty average. So between the two of us, it'd be about a three out of out of ten. Mm hmm. But what did you guys think? I would love to hear what you guys think of this movie. It's not a it's not a high renter lo- Lucio Fulci thing and I'm honestly just a collector and I want to get pretty much every single one of his movies at some mm-hmm. point that I can get.
0: 61 movies. Yeah,
1: there's a lot. So I mean, I mean, I don't know, I would have to dedicate an entire section to just Fulci. would it, mm-hmm. probably put that Zombie 3 thing that Nick got us over top of it or something. Oh, Even yeah. though that's funny because like Fulci didn't really direct that. He kind of left partial way through oh that's
0: right i remember you just saying about
1: that so he he even said in an interview for demonia or whatever that that's not his film
0: oh wow so
1: but yeah anyway so i i i just like to collect these things you can still see spots in the movie i think that are very Fulchy. and you can see those kind of things In some of the things that he does, but as an overall feel, it is very, very dipping. It's like driving down a highway, hitting every pothole on the way to your destination. So (laughs) it's really not that great. Um, But, you know, I still appreciate it because it came from a guy who made some of my favorite movies. So, you know, I want to know. Exactly. Not every fucking director is perfect either. It's not like they have a perfect record. I mean, look at John Carpenter's. Some of his movies are kind of like, like but even some of his man ones are actually pretty decent, Mm -hmm. to be honest. But there are ones like The Ward I was not into.
0: What was the vampire...
1: It's Vampires, yeah, you're thinking
0: of. Well, yeah, it was Vampires, you're I mean, right. Yeah, with it's what's a, his name. It's been a while since I've seen that. From Maybe Videodrum. we should put that on the list.
1: James Woods in it, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah,
0: James Woods. Mm-hmm. We should put that on the list. Uh, you're like, meh. Uh, <laughs>
1: meh. <laughs> that's a that's a low renter for me, low watcher. Anyway, we purchased these from both from Severn. So you can actually pick up a copy there if you are interested in completing your collection like me, or you do like the movie, you know, by chance, and uh, think I'm an idiot for what I have to say, (laughs) or Christina's an idiot. That's fine.
0: (laughs) That's fine.
1: I don't mind being an idiot.
0: I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But you can find it online. It's not for rent, though, which I'm surprised by that. I feel like it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Not rent, at least, but somewhere on some streaming service. (laughs) Murray's talking I'm to not us.
0: Talk, I'm can not you get to, it out of his mouth? I'm not no. He's by you.
1: Not playtime, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> you can find it online though, I think. But uh, you know, if you want to support the industry, it's it's always good to help support the the companies who are putting out these films that not many people really know about. So, you know, just think about that before you act like an asshole. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Uh, Do what you like. I don't give a fuck. All right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if you don't want anything spoiled for this movie, we're going to jump into our trivia and spoilers now. So here is your warning. All right, guys. So the trivia on this one. I got some stuff that, you know, there's not a lot on either of these movies, to be quite honest with you. But Enigma was released in Italy on the 15th of August in 1988. So it technically was an 87 film, but didn't get a release until 88. I guess Fulci acknowledged the influence of Carrie as well in the making of this film.
0: (gasps) Ah, bingo.
1: Declaring it one of the best films of recent years and that it was a sort of a Carrie in which there are two characters, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Because they sense. kind of
1: split between
0: mm-hmm.
1: Eva and Kathy over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Giorgio Mariuzzo helped write this, of course, that you mentioned. He has worked with Fulci many times, like the Beyond and, and House by the Cemetery, mm-hmm. which were two big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a, as big a fan as House by the Cemetery as most. Uh, I know people that think that's their best, the favorite movie of all oh. of
0: them. I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just because of the old haunted house sort of feel that it has for it. I don't know.
0: Did we watch that?
1: Um, yeah, I've seen it. I own it.
0: Oh, you own? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't remember it.
1: Yeah, I think I got the Arrow release of that, and I got the From Beyond Arrow release of that as well. But Giorgio also told a story about you know writing horror for Fulci because at the time he was writing at night to write his horror movies and stuff, Mm -hmm. which he said he was never really a good writer for horror in his opinion, but he just felt like it kind of brought that atmosphere when you're writing at nighttime. Mm -hmm. And he had a funny story where he said that uh, he would be in the, in the the heat of a, a scene that he's writing. And all of a sudden the power went out like right in that moment and he panicked
0: because
1: <laughs> he was like the whole city all the lights in the whole city went out at that moment
0: oh my god i panicked too yeah
1: he was like really freaked out by that he said he gave himself like one of the most you Heart know f- yeah the frights of his of his life i guess so uh Mariuszo also gave a little insight onto how it was to work with fulci as well because a lot of the stuff that we we hear about Fulci is not always positive. He's just a very eccentric kind of person. He had respect for certain people, and you would know it a hundred percent if he did. He would literally get down on his hands and knees and worship the ground you walked on. <laughs> Otherwise, he would push you to the limit, take you on the razor's edge, the limit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you are going to start. I thought we were turning this into a musical. Take for a it to the limit. <laughs>
1: No, but he was saying that Fulci was uh, not a real hygienic kind of guy. He, he was, didn't wear deodorant. He didn't like to shower, like, change his clothes very often. He was
0: like a gamer.
1: I don't know about that. I don't know what you're trying to... Do you really know what you're talking about? Or are you just No, making I don't. Shit up? I okay. make you sit up. All right. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> Have a little respect here, okay? This is a delicate situation.
0: I know what it is, though. He's a very creative person, so once he has his mind on something, like yeah, everything else is like probably like on the side burner. He
1: would say he said that there would oftentimes on a shirt that he would be wearing would be like Coke or food stains on his shirt,
0: and it's probably or, this, he probably wore the same shirt the entire time he was making a movie,
1: or he this one time he actually had a, a story where he was talking about how. Um, Fulci actually peed his pants and he had to go change. He was wearing white, all white one day. And he had Coke stains on his shirt, like Coke as in Coca-Cola, guys. Let's <laughs> not get fucking carried away.
0: Soda. And, and he Alex. had soiled
1: himself. And I thought that was the weirdest story I've heard about Fulci yet.
0: It's, again, he was probably so into it, he couldn't go to the bathroom. I don't know
1: what you that's know what I mean? all about. That seems a little different. <laughs> but he said, you know, in 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 defense of him, he was like, that's just how he was. He also mentioned that, you know, that Falchi would always say that women didn't like him and then he didn't understand why they didn't like him and then he was blaming Venus in retrograde or whatever for for being like, you know, the cause of his like like it's he blamed astrology on, you over know Over
0: him not taking a bath.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's probably what it is, but uh but it's interesting that like he said that he, he, he thought that was like an interesting side of Fulci. And he said everybody just sort of accepted it anyway, because it's just how he was. And he was, mm-hmm. nobody questioned his, his intelligence or his Cre- ability to be creative. Creative it, process. Right. Because he was just that good at what he did. He was, it was like, you know, everybody trusted it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. He said that there was a lot of times where you, if you got to know Folchi that you wouldn't know if he was serious or not like mm-hmm. he would tell these grand tales and you'd be like well is that even possible like did he really mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it would be true so and but sometimes it seemed too grand to be true you know so it's it's kind of an interesting uh thing about him but that's that's pretty much it that's all i got from the extras and some of the stuff i found online about enigma it's not a very popular film so the fact that severing i wonder why yeah like (sighs) even on the Severin disc they give you the like fucking soundtrack and shit with it and like i mean i i just like that i think that's cool because that's
0: a good extra
1: right because i instead of keeping my music and i've mentioned this before keeping it separate i can have the soundtrack with it. So if I ever want to go, oh, I love that that song in that movie, mm-hmm. I could go and just pop it in or, you know,
0: take it to the limit. Take it to the limit <laughs> or whatever we were singing earlier.
1: <laughs> there are some scenes that we're going to go over here and uh we'll try to be kind of brief about it, I guess. There are some things that were pretty funny in this movie that it made me uh go, "Oh my god, oh my god," you know, like mm-hmm. Essentially, what happens in this movie, if you guys are sticking through and you don't know anything about this movie, is that this girl, she gets tricked into going on a date with this guy. It's not really interested in her whatsoever. It's just all the school kids bullying her and then him going, aha, I never liked you anyway. And then her leaving her car,
0: right,
1: running away from everybody as they're chasing her in a vehicle, like three different cars, by the way. And she's embarrassed and she gets hit by another car and goes into a coma.
0: So this is kind of a Carrie effect thing. Right. It was there. like the
1: aftermath of Carrie. Right. Pretty much. But
0: she got hurt and she didn't have. Yeah,
1: well, Carrie died in the movie except for the hand coming up out of the ground at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Spoiler right. alert. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always kind of weird to me. Um, But they make her feel really great, you know, at the beginning. And it's like this, like, five-minute intro scene of that song and her being pretty. And
0: her getting dressed with the other girls. Like, them dressing her and her just rubbing on her makeup, which I was like, why why are they putting on makeup like that? Yeah. Is that how they put on makeup? Pretty much back in those days. 1987?
1: Yeah. She did look like a clown a little bit, like... It yeah, was, well, it was, it was like gold,
0: it was like gold and blue. But yeah, anyway.
1: but it, it was more about making a statement back then than it was than it Cutting is today. Putting it on correctly. I, I don't. What do I fucking know? I
0: don't to say it.
1: I don't know the fucking nuance of fucking makeup here. But yeah, so she ends up in the hospital on a ventilator, and for some reason, the shock paddles. There's this scene oh where he's like, "We got to save her," and he just pushes the shock paddles on her chest.
0: No, he just like places them yeah, on top of her. It's like,
1: that's what I mean. He's pushing them on yeah. her chest, but never lifting his hands back up. You're supposed to shock and then lift and then it lift. up.
0: And he's like, it's not wor-. He's just, they're just placed on her. Yeah. It's not working. And
1: she's like shaking in her bed, which it's is so bad. It's not
0: working. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think Fulci and whoever was writing actually learned to change that shit later on because there was stuff in like his later films where he carefully and meticulously did things.
0: Oh, they must have actually went and talked to like a, a nurse or something. Somebody probably
1: complained about it yeah, or like, something. What
0: the fuck are you doing? I don't know. What, like what? Why are you just using a TV for the fucking the beeping?
1: I was just I was surprised that he wasn't mouthing the words like me. Me. But then you see her leave her body and, like, float over the college into the body of this new girl who's shown up on campus who's being shown around. And her name is Eva. And she mentions that she was, like, had a brief mental breakdown or something like that. And they had to send her away yeah, to a different school so that she could, you know. Start over. Yeah. And so she came back to this school once she's better, Mm -hmm. which they don't really even address why. That just she had a breakdown. Yeah, or why?
0: Why she had a breakdown? Maybe,
1: maybe because she had a breakdown. She was more like susceptible to Kathy because
0: she was like weak. She was mentally right. weak, so Kathy, she was a piece could, of shit, could get in there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she was having? I don't. I mean, I'm, this is
1: the '80s, so I'm just saying they weren't thinking about that kind of stuff. They were just like, you know, he could be, she could be more susceptible because right. of that. Yeah, because she was weak yeah i don't think that's that sounds wrong saying it like does that. does
0: it really yeah. because ah, I, she's
1: weak she's got mental problems fuck her <laughs>
0: that's not what i'm not <laughs> fuck her no i'm just, it's just saying like have you ever had a mental breakdown like you I'm, literally no, are. I guess. You literally emotionally are so weak like you can't control oh, yourself. okay well that's yeah. that's what i meant
1: i was teasing I'm, you anyway it's
0: not funny i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Do you think she had a mental breakdown because she was begging so many dudes? Well, yeah. One of the <laughs> things that she
1: says right out the bat is, "My idea of a great new year at school is making out with as many gorgeous boys as I can." And I'm like, "Okay,
0: you go, girl. You
1: go around and get that mouth working. You girl. get that
0: STD, bitch. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just gotta get that vid, that COVID, <laughs> the
0: COVID, all
1: 19 of them." <laughs> I
0: <can't>. Hold on. <laughs> Is it really?
1: That's not that funny. <laughs> that was fun.
0: No, that was really funny. All nineteen of the cove.
1: You don't have to. You don't have to repeat it. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was funny.
1: Uh, anyway. I did
0: like the scenes when they were when uh, Eva and Kathy like it was flashing in between the two. Like that was good because then you couldn't <gasps> you understood what was going on. Like she was okay. possessing her. I thought yeah, that was good. but it was
1: kind of like I don't know. I feel like there's better ways that they could have done it. But they did do the flipping of the screen, so it was like, they probably just didn't have enough film to be able to do it, like, (laughs) perfectly, you know? Right, right. Because film was expensive as fuck, especially back then. The next day is an aerobics instructor who has, like, taken a liking to Eva, and one of the other girls says, I heard the instructor was discharged from the Marines for being crazy. He's like, I wouldn't talk with how much jiggle I saw from behind you just now. And he slaps her ass. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's an appropriate student-teacher relationship. It's <laughs> yeah,
1: like a fucking instructional video. You watch it, like, an aerobics instructor's meeting. Yeah,
0: like, what not to do. Yeah,
1: don't do this. <laughs> don't do this, Fred.
0: Yeah, don't slap your... Your, your female students' ass, <laughs>
1: yeah, the the underage yeah. students' ass. By hey, the
0: way, did you like their outfits? Their aerobic oh, outfits. That's totally eighties. Notice it's totally eighties. Where have the leg warmers, I loved it.
1: <laughs> but that doesn't stop Eva from trying to go on a date with him. She like fakes an injury and she's like, <gasps>
0: my hamstring.
1: Yeah, can you give me a fucking massage or whatever? And he's like, and then he sets up a date with him. I'm like, that's so weird. But yeah, anyway. See, that's what
0: a, that's, what I'm ta- that's the weirdness I was talking about. Creepy. It's creepy. It's not even weird. It's fucking creepy and <laughs> gross.
1: Then we get to meet Mary the janitor, who also is the mother of... Kathy we find out later on but she's like this weird something off kind of woman who the kids call retarded which is also super nice obviously 80s the uh, aerobic instructor sends her home so that he can go on a date with Eva in the the gym room Mm -hmm. is that what it is like the auditorium right which is weird like he's like getting ready to like have sex in there I guess yeah
0: they're not going on a date they're just having sex but it's called the date so they can have sex
1: the weird thing I didn't understand is that that this woman's eyes turn red and i don't i still don't understand what that means in this movie
0: does that mean she is maybe that's okay so maybe that's how kathy got that power of possession is because from her mom. it's in it's inherited it's hereditary
1: right she may not seem all there on the outside but she's actually a genius
0: mm-hmm. well i wouldn't say ge- on the inside <laughs> mind powers <laughs> Mind powers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm i kind of upset how they portrayed Mary. She's just socially awkward. Like, nobody, like, like, gives a shit about her. I feel bad for her.
1: She's just a... Yeah.
0: She's just socially awkward. Yeah,
1: whatever. I mean, she ends up being the hero in the movie anyway, so fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. But she goes and she, like, her eyes turn red and, and then all of a sudden he sees himself... In the mirror, the instructor, the aerobics instructor, and he chokes himself out. And they cut this scene in half in the middle of it happening for another five or ten second scene later Mm -hmm. (laughs) of him choking himself out, like to make it seem like I don't even know why they did that. I don't either. It was really weird.
0: It was. And they didn't explain it because I thought, oh, maybe it's a different parallel universe in a mirror
1: well what kind of powers do you have that you can make your like a demon come out of the mirror you know yeah. like what kind of what does she have what is she you know what I mean right
0: the, yeah they never explained that that pissed me off
1: meanwhile the girl who's pranked Kathy is still in the hospital and is in some weird like meditative state where like they don't get a pulse or brain waves or anything like that so they think she's dead but she's actually still her vitals are still going so they don't really understand what's going on and that's when we found out that Mary is the janitor mother of Kathy, who's, you know, was pranked. And the girls at the school find out that the aerobics instructor is dead from a supposed heart attack. And they all like
0: they start crying.
1: Yeah, because they're, of course, they all had a heart, you know, like a hard on
0: <laughs> A
1: soft on.
0: Oh, whap. <laughs>
1: Jesus. All right, Christine. <laughs> I'm Man, glad you said it. You know, I'm I mean? just
0: trying to help out.
1: We keep seeing Eva too at this point, where the new girl is saying stuff like, like Kathy would. Like, Kathy is inhabiting Eva, and they're kind of like sharing personalities. And it's weird because you would think that at some point the real Eva would be able to take control of it.
0: Yeah, like somehow. But
1: they kind of work together, so it's kind of odd and doesn't make sense to me very mm-hmm. much. Like, she doesn't seem to remember whenever Kathy takes over, so she's the dark passenger, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. or something like Get Out, where, like, the person's in the back of the mind
0: mm-hmm. unable
1: to take control, you know? Right. Like, they're just, like, a passenger riding around.
0: They did not explain it well. It didn't make... It, they didn't make it a assume who was there and who's not but wasn't Eva like folding a paper she was looking all suspicious as she was like folding the paper
1: well, she kept saying that she was like from one place and another place and kept fucking that up or mm-hmm. saying, you know, and people were calling her out on it, too. They were like, hey, didn't you just say you're from Louisiana? Like, no, right. I'm from Boston. Yeah, no, whatever. She's like, my grandmother was in Boston or in Louisiana and we used to visit.
0: Yeah, just and trying it's like, to cover it up.
1: I don't know why they added that in there, but I guess it's just to kind of like make you know that she's... That
0: Kathy's in control. Right. And she's fucking up because...
1: Which doesn't feel like it because, it, I mean, no. I don't know that I feel like they could have done some overlay shots of her eyes where oh. she's asleep on the fucking bed and like...
0: Or they could have done some overlay shots of her crappy makeup.
1: Yeah. Like, op- made it opa- opaque, you know what I mean? And like Yeah, like, yeah I don't went know. in and out. One of the girls mentioned she hates snails at lunch and then later when she returns to her room, there's like snails all over her bed and she reports it to the head school lady about it, but they aren't there, so she blames Mary which is the janitor woman.
0: So now my question is, so now Kathy has the ability to make people see shit?
1: No, not just make them see shit. Actually make things appear. Just like her mom did in the mirror while making her his image self. Yeah, like something's weird. I I don't know what kind of powers this is, but that ain't no Carrie powers. That's some (laughs) fucking straight up fucking godlike powers. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. But she wakes up, that girl wakes up to snail titties and... (laughs) And they're really all over her body, like real ones, of course. Like, she's completely nude
0: uh-huh.
1: because, you know, why not? And then one fake one in her mouth that she keeps chewing she on. Keeps,
0: she wasn't even chewing. She was, like, sucking on it. She Can
1: you like imagine, though, like, suckling. with having all those real snails on you? Like, having something in your mouth even is just weird. Like, could you imagine being that oh, yeah, actress?
0: Totally.
1: I don't know. But then they eventually cover her whole body. And, she's, and then, of course, it's death by snailing.
0: <laughs>
1: they suffocate her, which is a hell of a way to go, let me tell you. But
0: Snails going to suck you.
1: Probably one of the more oddest deaths that you'll ever see in a fucking horror film.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But back at the hospital, Kathy's doctor is putting together that she's somehow connected to her, dropping in and out, but her brainwaves spike when these people keep dying. He... Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, are you sure you're a doctor, not a police officer or something? Like, maybe you're in the wrong line. You know, I don't know. But Eva has a fit in her room and starts shaking. (laughs) And her friend tries to help her, but she starts wrecking the room and attacking her friend. And then starts orgasming on the bed. Do you remember that? Yeah,
0: that was weird. That's
1: really fucking weird.
0: It reminded me of another movie we watched recently where she kept... She just went to bed and started orgasming and all this... The shit started happening around the house. Right. I forget what movie, but...
1: One of the weirdest deaths in this movie to me was not even the snails. (laughs) Like, you would think it would be that, but there was this scene where... They had the, she goes to this museum because she forgets something and in there and she makes her go in or something, an earring. That's what it was.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then
1: the fucking statue comes to life and grabs her, but it's like very obviously fake.
0: Yeah, that was funny.
1: (laughs) I mean, kudos to them for trying, though. You know, that's like, you don't see that shit every day in a fucking movie. Mm Mm-hmm you remember the scene where the roommate girl who's a bitch that fucking Eva and Kathy, the combined possessed couple, uh, don't like that girl? Jenny. I don't think it was Jenny. It oh, was, the other one. It was the other one. It was the other girl who was a bitch, whatever it is. But she uh, walks in and her boyfriend and her had just had sex and she walked in and his head's missing. Oh, yeah. And it's just spurting out blood the whole time when she lifts the curtain and she's like freaking out. And she's, like, running, she tries to get out of the room, and she Uh crosses the hallway into another room, but when she opens that door, it's the door back into her room, and eventually it just keeps going, where even when she turns, she's in the same room. Mm -hmm. Like, to the point, like, it kind of frequently happens.
0: Right. And then, weird.
1: yeah, and then she, like gets she like trips or something and falls out the window like an idiot and dies
0: right oh yeah she trips and falls out the window and then the boyfriend comes to the room
1: no he doesn't come in the room he was in the room the whole time and didn't she didn't know it because she made her see him as dead he was never dead right he was under the sheets right Uh, which makes no sense like wouldn't he have woken up
0: exactly with all her fucking with her screaming
1: and shit Yeah, yeah like I don't know. But then he goes and then.
0: Yeah, he looks out the window and, and sees her body the, and sees her body. And then the window decapitates,
1: <laughs> which was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it was funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then something happens to Eva where she's sent away. And like there's this love relationship she was having with the doctor who's actually looking after Kathy, who's in the coma who's also infecting eva mm-hmm. and eva and this doctor had this like relationship and then when she disappears he ends up like hooking up with one of the other girls the because roommate. yeah the roommate jenny mm-hmm. and they have this strong love relationship while fucking kathy's in 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 the body of eva mm-hmm. like suffering in a mental institution because the mother of Eva actually took her out of school or something.
0: And this is where it gets weird because now she's, Eva slash Kathy is like upset or she's going to get upset that the doctor's with Jenny. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm so confused.
1: I think it's always Kathy. I think she's always been in well, her. yeah. I don't think... Kathy. I think there's only like a few moments I, that, that Eva actually comes about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kathy is, like, writing this long love letter to him. You're mine, and I love you, and there's no one else that will ever separate us. Meanwhile, he's, like, fucking banging the other chick, Mm -hmm. you know, in these, like, (laughs) in these cut moments of them going on dates together or whatever. There's a scene where, like, uh, the doctor, like, actually takes Jenny to his work where Kathy is, you know, in a coma or whatever. And she was friends with Kathy and she was a part of the, like, group that was, like, kind of tormenting her. But she was the one that kind of felt bad about it and didn't want to do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of along for the ride. But he's like, why don't you stay here with me tonight in my office? And she was like, no. I don't think I should. So she walks home, and then when she gets home, she's like, "You know, maybe I should uh, walk back." Yeah. And like, oh, I, "I should
0: go back." Yeah.
1: So she walks all the way the fuck back, and then under the watchful eye of Escaped Eva, aka Kathy, who has escaped her mental institution and somehow made it all the way over to her college
0: mm-hmm.
1: from another state. <laughs> And so when Jenny goes back, she gets lost in the hospital and takes an elevator down to the morgue and all the doors and elevators start to disappear. And then Eva's in the room and it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) She's like, I could kill you in a thousand different ways. It's what you get for trying to steal his love away from me. And then Eva tries to stab her while Dr. Anderson bursts in. And gets his arm all fucked up by Eva with a scalpel or whatever.
0: Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was weird. And
1: then Eva goes to swing at Jenny again for the like final blow mm-hmm. and suddenly falls short because Mary is in the room mm-hmm. where Kathy's body is and she's pulled the plug on Kathy. What a bitch. What a twist. Yeah.
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: She was so like, confused. I know that this is bad now. Maybe that's why she lived in a like a very menial job or whatever, you know, doing janitor work or whatever, because she didn't want to get to the point where she would abuse her powers or something like that. And she realized that her daughter was abusing the powers. Now. Right. Or
0: maybe she didn't know how to control the powers so she could not teach the daughter. So, right. Like, well, she couldn't so speak.
1: She, so how she could. <laughs> right. Exactly. She, didn't, really she speak. didn't
0: know how to yeah, do anything.
1: I don't know. I thought it was really weird. It
0: was weird.
1: The camera zooms out on the hospital and both Eva and Mary are standing next to Kathy and she she dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's the end. I'm like, why would you kill your yeah. own daughter though? Like
0: It was weird.
1: After they had tormented her and everything, like
0: Like she was just getting revenge. Like what's I, wrong with <laughs> that? <laughs> well, I mean clearly
1: that's the wrong thing to do, but it's I don't know if I are would be sure? able to kill my daughter because i'm fucking because you know she's using her mind powers
0: but alex people kill their children all the time oh
1: my god let's (laughs) let's go there yeah let's talk about that (laughs) i don't know i just thought it was kind of like a dumb ending and i I don't know i mean it's complete at least you know it's not just left open to like interpretation like another movie movie. but yeah i don't know Like, it's an okay movie. It's watchable. If you're a fan of Fulci, I think it's a lot easier to watch than if you're not. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you'll give it more of a chance and try to see more into it than, than maybe, but it does, it is very void of, uh,
0: existence. No <laughs>
1: atmosphere, just atmosphere in general, which is very important to me, mm-hmm. uh, in his films. Like, it's seriously, like I said, with The City of the Living Dead, the first time I saw that on, I saw that at a theater, by the way, I got to see a print of that on 35 millimeter. Oh, wow. On a screen.
0: Oh. That
1: is very rare. Is um, it? I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very rare. Uh, and I saw it, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I was taking it really seriously, and people were just, like, laughing throughout the whole movie, and I started to get mad. <laughs> I started to get really mad, you know what I mean? Yeah, they like, didn't
0: like it how you like it. They yeah,
1: because broken. I always was just in awe of it. Mm-hmm. It was this holy grail of fucking horror. <laughs> so, I mean, Enigma is nothing like that, so that's what I'm trying to get at. But, yeah, we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about by Lucio Fulci, and that is Demonia from 1990. The story is a Canadian archaeological team in Sicily accidentally unleashes vengeful ghosts of five demonic nuns who were murdered 500 years earlier. And the ghosts now set out to kill the group and the townspeople alike. Tagline, no evil deed goes undone. Oh. Like I added that?
0: Yeah, you you remembered the tagline. You're hey, welcome. Look at you. So this
1: movie was directed, written story-wise and screenplay-wise by Lucio Fulci, who is, of course, those who are not familiar, is one of the biggest 70s and 80s horror movie directors from Italy ever, period. Mm-hmm. But he did Zombie 2, which is the Italian sequel of Dawn of the Dead, which, fun fact, Zombie was the name of Dawn of the Dead in Italy. Oh, okay. So if you didn't know that, he uh, he did uh, one of my favorite movies ever, which I've been talking about. I'll stop. Uh,
0: <laughs> and
1: many more that we've already mentioned. So I don't need to go through that. Right, but Good. Screenplay <laughs> is also by Piero Regnoli, who did Nightmare City Voices from Beyond, which is a Fulci film. Urban Warriors, Satan's Baby Doll, Burial Ground, The Knights of Terror. You know that movie, right? Do I? The one where the kid chews off his mama's tit nipple thingy. It's actually pretty cool. I don't remember. Anyway, he also did Patrick Still Lives, which is the sequel to Patrick.
0: Oh, look tie at in. You. Tie look at you. in
1: that's the connection there, huh? Mm-hmm. He also helped write White Fang and many more. The story was also written by Antonio Tatori Tentori. Tentori. He didn't get credit for that, though, of course. He didn't really mind. He explains it later. But he did uh, writing for A Cat in the Brain, Frankenstein 2000, The Three Faces of Terror, Island of the Living Dead, and Zombies, The Beginning, which are, of course, Bruno Mattier movies. He also did a movie called Symphony in Blood, Red, and many more. Cast in this movie is Brett Halsey, who's better known as Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Paul oh, Evans. Oh,
0: Paul. Yeah.
1: He worked with Fulci many times. He'd worked with a lot of Italian directors, including Bava, Cozy, and many others. His his Fulci films were The Devil's Honey, Touch of Death, Cat in the Brain. He's been acting since the 50s, and he's still around. He acted in The Godfather 3, Return of the Fly, the sequel to the fly.
0: Return of the fly
1: Kung Fu, the TV series. He was a regular forever night, the black cat, the cozy one, of course, which I want to get the black cat cozy film. We got to get it. It looks fucking bad shit. He did also do rat boy, fantasy Island and the Buck Rogers movie and more, but hmm. also has Meg register who plays Liza, She was in Running Scared from 1986, Boxing Helena, Hunter TV show, Regular, and My Dad's Two Dads TV show. It also stars Lino Salome, who is Tori the Butcher. He's the guy with the big eyes.
0: Right. The town's guy. Right. He
1: was in Demons 1 and 2.
0: Oh.
1: He was even in the movie The Ogre, which was a TV movie, which is technically Demons 3, The Ogre, Uh, and then The Church is part 4 or whatever by Mikhail Suave. Mm -hmm. He's also in uh, Delirium, The Sweet House of Horrors, which is a Fulci film that I like, and The Passion of the Christ. Huh. It also stars Carla Casola, who plays the cat lady medium, whoever, on the outskirts of town. She worked with Lumberto Bava and Sawavi, Dr. Maria Vasselli in the 1990 Captain America live action film that we own.
0: Oh. That Oh my God, that's
1: funny. Yeah, she was also in The Year of the Gun, Dangerous Beauty, Barbarella, The Howl, The House of Clocks, which is another Lucio Fulci film, totally underrated, not as gory as any of his other films, but a damn good watch, actually. Not a bad one at all. I would love to do that. Uh, he also did The Sect and The Torturer, or she she also did The Sect and The Torturer. It also stars Al Cliver, who is the boatman professor. <laughs> I call him The boatman, so you guys are just going to have to get used to that. He was in tons of Fulci films with Joe Diamato a lot as well. He was in Zombie, White Cannibal Queen, a.k.a. Apache Woman, Devil Hunter, The Black Cat, Fulci One, The Beyond, Endgame, Murder Rock, Sodoma's Ghost, Touch of Death, House of Clocks. Those are all Fulci films, so... Also stars Paola Coza, who was the evil head nun, who was in Cat in a Brain, Demons, and that's about it. Mm. She was the head, the middle oh, nun. Yeah,
0: the, the main nun. Right. She's the main.
1: She was the main evil nun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting her fuck on.
0: Fucking bitch.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so Christina, what are your thoughts on this film? What did you think of it?
0: Okay. I have to tell you, there's a part in this movie where it totally reminded me of the plot from the nun and I feel like they they must have probably took in some this is
1: nunsploitation well so. yeah
0: true but I mean f- compared to other nun movies like the two are kind of similar Right, this movie was still slow for me. it was still a slow movie. I don't know sure did, not all his movies are slow, right? No, they're not like slow Bleh, words.
1: they're paced. they are definitely paced, but they have these like moments of spikes of like gratuitous gore yeah. usually yeah, which but some is good. of his older movies are a little bit like more drama mm
0: hmm yeah, and it was like wonky. that's the word I kept using like the whole movie was just like wonky, okay, it made no sense it oh my God, the ending. Like, I won't spoil anything, but I was very disappointed. Um, okay. But I did enjoy this one over the other one we watched. Um, The death scenes, like, all the death scenes were pretty decent. Yeah. And I totally appreciate. That's pretty much what I appreciate about this movie.
1: It elevates it.
0: Yeah, it, totally. The death scene. This movie is the death scenes. Right. Totally. Like. Well, there
1: is a good story. It's just not very elaborate, honestly, in my opinion. It's kind
0: of dull. Yeah. It's kind of dull standard, but I gave it a five out of ten
1: oh wow okay yeah wow it's
0: not bad it's interesting uh, i might watch this again i don't know okay it's on that border so i would watch it to see the dust scenes again
1: what do you think of the music in this was it was it memorable no other than the times that i'm going to point out later
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sure that it was memorable to you and why don't you go ahead and tell us what you thought
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right but i haven't watched this in a long time we're talking like probably like 15-20 years at least I wasn't deep into my appreciation of Fulci films or or even Italian films that much uh, when I saw this what I mean by that is yes I had already been wooed into the Italian greats but not like the outskirt movies that you would find You know what I mean? Like, I hadn't gotten to that level yet. Mm -hmm. So I was on the initial impact level and just a little beyond that before I started checking out the outskirts movies. And that's why I picked up Demania, because I was like, oh, well, let's check this out. If it's as good as Zombie, if it's as good as City of the Living Dead, my favorite movie, then we got a, you know, winning combination here. Was it, though? Eh, Not so much. But, you know, on a second watch, I think I appreciated a little bit more than I did before. But yeah, it's been 20 years since I've seen this probably. Right. There's a group of nuns who have been supposedly practicing sinful acts under the nunnery and killing some men in their debauchery of sex and whatever, and they get you know the townsfolk catch wind of it, who essentially storm in and crucify all five of them like Jesus Christ. And hundreds of years later, five hundred apparently, a team of archaeologists reopen the graves and it possesses a woman that's uh, part of the team. It seems like a pretty straightforward film, you know, right? But it does have some like slew thing and a whodunit feel with. You know, like a supernatural thing going on, although it's probably more like a possession. I would have loved to see way more demonic stuff in this. Right. Which I think would have made it a lot better. A lot better. Like if they would have just like pushed it to the limit, it could have been actually a really good movie.
0: Like taking it. If they would have walked along
1: the razor's edge, (laughs) the limit, it would have been great. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, Christina. That's twice now. We Three I times okay, I brought done. it up. We're
0: going to get copyrighted. <laughs> I know,
1: right? What I mean by that, though, like, it's like I wish there was like evil all around, you know, causing havoc, kind of like City of the Living Dead. You feel like there's something like evil always around, like something lurking behind in the dark or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like they could have created that atmosphere for cheap. Right. And they could have made it work, but they didn't. Why? I don't know. It just didn't feel like, you know, that feeling that I like from his films. The atmosphere just isn't there. It's more present here than it was in Enigma. But again, it's a huge drawback and it's fairly decent. I'd say that the story is probably more of the interesting part to kind of carry you along. And the deaths, like you mentioned, are somewhat silly to probably make you laugh or just kind of like, oh, nice. Right. You know, the practical is pretty decent, but it's, you know, 1080p. So uh, yeah, clarity sometimes uh, is a curse.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Because all right. the cover-ups and mistakes get shown just as much in a that clarity. Lot. So you get to see one of the best, one of the best torn in half people scenes in the in a movie. And you can totally tell it's, like, really bad. And I think even on the DVD copy, it was pretty bad, too. So you could tell the, like, color change.
0: And back then, though, like, how do you tear someone in half with making it look real, you know?
1: Yeah, well, they had, like, a scene where he was, like, you could see where his skin and the, like, fake skin wasn't matched in color. Right. So... (laughs) The audio in this one too, for whatever reason, like, and I don't think it's Severin's fault or anything like that. I think it's just the master actual audio from the actual film. There's something wrong. Right. Like we were, it was like super trouble. Yeah. It was. And it's all about that bass. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No trouble. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Too many songs, too many, uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs>
0: We're trying to make it interesting for you, okay? But
1: no, for real, like, genuinely, there was a lot of trouble in this movie. And it really kind of, I feel like it kind of took away from the the impact that the film could have had yeah. with some of the music, because it's not terrible music. Like, it's just felt so, like, airy. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, I didn't feel it.
0: I thought it was in balance.
1: I don't know. There was something wrong with it. I remember spending like 20 minutes trying to figure out how to make it sound better.
0: You did spend a long time. Yeah,
1: because I was like getting annoyed by it. But I don't know. That was just a, a huge drawback to me. But whatever. I don't know. That could have probably taken away from my watch in general. Right. But, you know, actually, you know, I remember it more. I, I think I liked it better this time than I did the first time I watched it.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Because I that's why I haven't seen it for so long because I didn't remember it too fondly and mm-hmm. this time I actually had a little bit more of an appreciation for it. Oh, well. There are some pretty unique, interesting kind of deaths in this movie, some that are right. laughable, some that are not, some that are kind of creative, and to be honest with you, some of the later Fulci stuff is the stuff where people are have a little bit of a harder time watching it um, that they can't really get into it, and I can totally understand why, because it's like... You know, his health was kind of getting bad and, Mm -hmm. you know, he was kind of losing it there for a little bit. So, you know, it's understandable and not everybody stays at the height of their career, their entire career.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? If if they did, then they would just be amazing all the time. And that's just not the way it works. That's not human. Right.
0: It's not human. Jesus Christ.
1: Like they can still be. I don't know. It's just this one in particular just was better than I expected, better than Enigma I think this is a more refined taste of Fulci if you're going to go in for it. It's more straightforward. It's lower budget. But Fulci was always really good at making that, that money stretch. Uh-huh. Like, and, uh, you know, I think that even on the lower budget, what we got here is still a better movie than would have been made by most people on the budget that he got. Mm-hmm. I'd give this one probably a 5.5 5 out of 10.
0: Oh, look at us.
1: Uh, for Fulci, it's better than average, although the end is kind of abrupt and it is a slower paced film with some sort of, uh, you know, interesting show pieces for gore. Definitely carries the film a little bit in that department a little bit. I think it helps in this particular movie, not nearly as supernatural as I was hoping for, right. or it should have been in my opinion, but still that splitting scene where he's cutting like half.
0: Yeah, it's pretty dope. I liked it. And there's a
1: kid involved in it too, so you can't go wrong there.
0: And there's a cat murder.
1: Right. There's this a bunch of stuff. Cool. So, you know, say what you will, it, it it may be higher for some people, maybe lower for some people, but I think that's fair. I'm a fan. I love him. And if I'm basing it off City of Living Dead, which is pretty much going to be my base level... <laughs> Right. Uh this is definitely a 5.5 maybe a 6 at most. So you said, no, 5, said 5. So 5.25 from both of us. Interesting. Right. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Mind powers. <laughs>
1: But I would love to hear what you guys think of this movie. It is not one of the bigger movies of his his career. Um, it is just one that's memorable, and I wanted to pick up the best format that I could. Would I buy a 4K of this? Probably not. Would I buy a 4K of Enigma? Probably not. But, you know, who knows? That day may come, and I may be like...
0: Then you'll change your mind. Yeah. I know.
1: Gotta have them all in 4K, Christina. You don't understand.
0: <laughs> you are <don't> understand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but I would love to hear what you guys think of, of you know, Demonia or the other movie, too, if you're just hopping around on the timestamps down below. Because you can always hop around on our timestamps if you don't want anything spoiled. We are going to jump into our spoilers and trivia right now for Demonia. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. All right. So I have a few things. Apparently, one of the directors, Antonio Tentori, the guy that didn't get credit. Mm-hmm. He was saying that it was kind of a big deal for Fulci because this is one of the bigger writing movies that he did. Oh, oh. So because he was more of a director. He'd done writing and stuff. Don't get me wrong. He wrote some stories and stuff like that. But this was kind of like a big deal. This is the movie that was supposed to bring Fulci back to the mainstream again.
0: Oh. And to be
1: honest, it's not a bad swing. It's not a bad swing. It's a miss, but it's a good swing.
0: Nineteen ninety. Yeah, I guess it's okay. Uh,
1: it's not going to compare to, like, Zombie, From Beyond, uh, City of the Living Dead, House by the Cemetery, or many of his other side movies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Manhattan Baby or something. I don't know. Manhattan Baby is kind of a fight there. It might be, it, this might beat it more than Manhattan by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be the other way. It just depends. I don't know. It's. I'd have to watch him back to back to really say that for sure. Um, but Antonio Tintori helped to screenwrite this with him, and he said he wanted to make a movie about reincarnation. Like that was their goal. Is that when they came up with this story idea, they wanted to make it about this girl who's a reincarnation of the one of the nuns that gets fucking crucified. He also wanted to give it some more of a Lovecraft feel to it, which is something that he added, which was like the symbols. Like he even said that you could find Cthulhu and Nyarlathotep in the uh, inscriptions on the wall when you open up the movie. So, which I'm sure they did with charcoal and wipe, and literally washed it down. Um, he said he put that as all over the crypt in the beginning because he wanted to kind of give it this like evil touch. Even though nobody knows what they were worshiping, yeah, because they didn't. Just really the see... townsfolk said it was the devil, but they didn't know what kind of devil could have been any kind of
0: right, right.
1: So it's kind of a mystery as to what that what they were worshiping.
0: That's kind of cool. Now that I think about it,
1: he also appeared as a cameo in this movie as well, like. When the butcher goes back to town after making Liza feel uncomfortable for going in the crypt, mm-hmm. he talks to two people who are playing cards. There's a guy with glasses and this other kid, and, and he was the guy kid. with the kid. Yeah. Okay. So he said it was kind of a cool little thing that he he was doing in there. Well, not uh,
0: kid. It was a Yeah, well, I mean, he was like guy. 20s, late a young 20s. Guy. I shouldn't say kid.
1: Yeah. The crypt that they actually shot in that I'm talking about in the beginning is all real skeletons, by the way. Even the ones that are hanging up on the walls.
0: Oh, it's probably
1: haunted. Yeah, like not the nun one, not the nun sub-basement that they, she finds later. Oh, That's uh-huh. not real. Okay. That may be a real room or something. I, I'm not sure they didn't really talk about that, but the the... Very beginning of the movie when there's like all these like yeah, skeletons. They,
0: yeah, they go down there and this like I want to say like a well or a pit, and there's like yeah. a couple skulls in there and bones.
1: Yeah, there was like bones with clothes Wait, there was on them too.
0: Coffins and then but, uh, were those real? Yeah,
1: huh. I don't know about the coffin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everything yeah, that was because... in that room was like opened and 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 real. Okay. And the funny thing about this, and I'll tell you a little story on this. The place where they shot, they had similar occurrences happen to them that the movie actually portrays which is that the townsfolk didn't really like them shooting in that cemetery or in that in that crypt
0: that's that's cool
1: yeah so the locals you know were they getting really kind of pissed off about that just like in the movie where they were getting kind of pissed off about that i mean they didn't go and kill anybody but they were very angry and it and it that that basically made it really hard for them to shoot in a very short window. Mm-hmm. Because if you know, in the very beginning, they used like flames that they had to put like a flame thing in front of the camera so that the camera could shoot demonia uh-huh. over the, the, the bodies or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but the locals are super hostile towards the film crew when they were actually it, making it.
0: I mean, it is kind of disrespectful. What well, and they're
1: superstitious as well. So I'm sure yeah. a small town.
0: Oh, that's a touchy one
1: right mm-hmm. this movie hit dvd and vhs by the way first apparently mm-hmm. because they weren't able to secure some mm-hmm. sort of theatrical release wow the it was uh troy Howarth uh described this as this was supposed to be his return to you know would be returned to the theaters anymore. right? And he didn't get any theatrical distribution. The film was actually released to video in Italy, and it would not receive an official release in the United States until 2001.
0: Oh, that's heartbreaking.
1: Right? Fulci also would later describe this film as a wonderful movie ruined by very bad photography. And that's that. I don't I can know. see that what they're talking about. There is bad ph- photography is because back when the VHS came out, they did some really bad coloring. They actually, he, there were some scenes that just looked different and they were talking about that in some of the extras too. So maybe that's what he's referring to mm-hmm. is that it just wasn't lit well or something like that or whatever. Oh, So I don't know, but I just, those are the, some of the few things that I found about demonium. We do have some scenes that we're going to talk about here and kind of go through them. For the most part, uh just kind of go over some of the different things that happen. But there's obviously a few nuns at the very beginning. They have marks on their head, they're dragged to the basement by the townsfolk, hung up on crosses, five of them. There's two on each side of the center one, and then the head nun gets put on there.
0: <laughs> I thought the way they uh the blood splattering when they were nailing them was right. really cool. I like I like when that they nailed in.
1: the chick in the chest. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, she, oh, <laughs> she just, oh I'm like, dead.
1: Powered down.
0: I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was the off button for her, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like, I would think that you would gurgle a bunch before you died like that. But I guess maybe she was probably directed that way. But who knows? Who knows? I thought it was kind of a cool little setup there. It looks nice. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was kind of anticlimactic when they just like walk out. Right. And nothing happened. Yeah. Seems kind of weird. Right. Then the movie takes you forward to 1990, where in Toronto, there's a woman who's having a seance with a bunch of other people. And she, like, has a collapse scene where it is almost identical, by the way, to City of the Living Dead. Oh, is it? And some people say that the nailing of the, the nuns to the crucifixes is, is very similar to The Beyond as oh. well. Like, very shot by shot.
0: Oh, so it was and it was directed the yeah. same way.
1: Even the woman who falls down in the seance falls exactly <laughs> Oh well, not as good as City of the Living Dead, but uh-huh. the exact same camera motion and everything.
0: I thought it was weird the this seance thing in my mind didn't really relate back to anything else in the movie.
1: No, it was just she was really kinda tuning into some past life. That's what was happening. I Is think. this
0: where she got like possessed? No. Like she opened herself up. No, I
1: think she was just kind of coaxed by her ancient uh, self oh, because okay. she's a resu- she's a reincarnation.
0: Reincarnation of the nun. Right.
1: Okay. So that's why it kind of like tapped into that open space for her to be able to remember herself. You know what I mean? And right. s- which starts her addiction into, you know, searching outside of the Greek mythology that or not Greek mythology, but Greek history that they're studying out there.
0: Oh, okay. Because
1: they're in Sicily doing greek
0: Archi- architecture not ar- well, they were archaeology looking,
1: yeah they were trying to study the effects of the greek world on mm-hmm. on this italian place or whatever mm-hmm. this girl is the student apparently to the paul guy who's the professor evans he's the boss and you find out very quickly that the mayor stops by and that people don't like him going out there and doing his business
0: right because there's this superstitious and
1: He's like, I don't yeah. mind. You paid your, your dues, but uh, I'm just giving you a fair warning and then walks <laughs> off all weird. Yeah, nobody wants you here. <laughs> yeah. like you're hey, famous. nobody wants you here. Uh, I don't mind, but you, <laughs> might, you might die. Uh, <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, the woman student is like searching through the monastery and she finds skeletons everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then the local butcher guy, the fucking Turo, mm-hmm. Turi, whatever his name is. She Explains that she has permission to be there, and he's like, You don't respect the El Tuan, the butcher of Santa La La Rosalia,
0: whatever that means. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, Isn't he the butcher of Santa La Rosalia?
0: (laughs) Or is he talking about his ancestors? A little confusing there, it really is. I didn't know what he was getting at. Maybe he's
1: a reincarnation of like some older, like butcher,
0: you know? I don't, yeah, maybe, but again. they didn't reel it back. They didn't explain that. Well,
1: because history repeats itself in this, so I mean...
0: So it's like a spiral?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He leaves, and she starts busting open a hole in the wall, like on this painting on this wall. I'm like, Jesus, calm down. Like, she's like,
0: pissed off. She's like, this painting's ugly. I'm gonna rip into it. it's like she knew...
1: She knew that there was a hole behind there that was like a doorway or something like that. Into
0: a secret realm.
1: And that's when you hear, and Danny Danny Brown comes in and starts his rap track called (laughs) Really Doe. And it's like, Really Doe, like, Really (laughs) Doe. Say they got the city
0: on lock.
1: Anyway. So what I'm talking about, if you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? There's some music in this movie that not only was in this movie, was also in Killer Crocodile 2 that I pointed out. If you guys remember us talking about Killer Crocodile 1 and 2, and then the second one, I was talking about the same Danny Brown track. I spent hours trying to figure out what the fucking track was, (laughs) (laughs) because I wanted to know where Danny got from like there's obviously somebody it was Riz Ortoloni in the Killer Crocodile 2 and then this was like Giovanni Cristiani something like that who did the soundtrack for Mm Demonia but when I listened to the soundtrack I listen all the way through. Nothing. Not one part of the.
0: And they use this several times. A lot in this movie. Like six times, I think. And for it to not be on the soundtrack, that's suspicious.
1: I don't know what's up with that. Like, were they. Maybe they got it from somebody else.
0: I don't know. And that's why it's
1: not on any fucking soundtracks. Even in the fucking Severin. And and Severn, if you're listening, any of you guys know any of this, anybody that's on the production of this fucking DVD or Blu-ray, they put it in the fucking menu, the DVD menu, the same music. So, and I'm it's sure weird. they just took it as a snip from like a part in the movie, mm-hmm. but it's weird, right? It like, is
0: weird. It's weird.
1: I can't track it down, and I know Danny Brown, whoever wrote that song for Danny Brown took it from that. Right. Because I know. I did this with Necro. Necro was like, You can't call people out like that, dude. You can't you know, let them figure it out. Like you can't and I'm like, all right. He's like, You know because you're a horror fan, and I know because I'm a horror fan. Anyway, if you know what I'm talking about, it's the xylophone melody in this in the in the in the, sh- in the movie.
0: That you were saying do 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 yeah. that one.
1: So if anybody knows who that is, or what it is, let me know. I'm really curious. It's literally driving me nuts. (laughs) Um, But she finds all the nuns who were killed behind the wall and nailed to the crosses and she's all freaked out and she like bumps into her boss, Professor Paul Evans, like at the top of the stairs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he tells her to let it go. He's like, let it go! She's like, but there was satanic symbols everywhere! And he's like, just forget about it! Just let it go! Right. And then he touches her face all like, nice, and I'm like,
0: that was weird.
1: It doesn't even make any difference why he did that.
0: Yeah. And why it's, it's, well, we know why she's reincarnated, but it is funny how she's, like, obsessing over this monastery the whole right, time. Right,
1: because they're supposed to be there for that Greek influence, mm-hmm. and she's looking for something that has to do specifically with that town. Right. The monastery, this abandoned monastery that's, like, happening. <laughs> and I love her response to Paul, the, the professor. She's like, all right, Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, then we get to meet Al cliver's character, the boatman that I call a boatman. Yeah, man. the
0: boatman. He's a
1: he's a marine archaeologist, by the way. <laughs> they talked to him earlier in the in the thing, and he's like, "Yeah, you're all gonna die because the the t- the townsfolk.
0: Yeah, they don't trust you. They don't, they don't like, like you. this shit.
1: Yeah, you're yeah, gonna you
0: don't, you don't fuck with that monastery. Yeah,
1: they're gonna fucking kill you, bro. Yeah. like you gotta get the fuck out of there."
0: That's right. But what happens instead?
1: He goes down to check the light that he knows for sure that he didn't leave on in the boat.
0: Mm-hmm. And he gets
1: spear gunned in the chest by a fucking ghost. A naked ghost. A titty ghost. <laughs> <laughs> With no head.
0: Who has a harpoon?
1: Yeah. Why Why <laughs> would they? The for one, how would they know how to use the harpoon?
0: Yeah, they're a ghost. Is it ghost harpoon? Are they
1: and they can pick up shit? Yeah. yeah.
0: Can, a, can a ghost harpoon... <laughs> uh k- even kill you like ghost, I don't understand. ghost harpoons huh
1: <laughs> you never know uh but they find his head by the way at the end of an anchor <laughs> where of course lucio falci if you guys have seen this movie he's the interpol detective who comes out to investigate on the boat for the missing guy who gets speared in the chest or whatever
0: i'm sorry but his acting isn't like that great what are you talking about? I, I think
1: he did a good think... job for his own.
0: <laughs> Even him, he was, like, wiping his head because he was sweating. And <laughs> you can totally tell he was, like, overacting. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. Every time I saw him, I was like, he, this just doesn't seem right.
1: Well, I don't think he's an actor. So well, I think yeah. you're giving him a hard time. He just like to be in the movie. Probably in this particular movie, this is the biggest part he's ever had. Right. He's played many, like, doctors and, like professors and like detectives and police officer chiefs and right
0: but not in the movie as yeah he's never been
1: as much as this movie that i remember and he i think did it because it was going to save them a lot of money and to be honest i don't think i don't think he did that bad like there's worse acting in this movie oh yeah totally than him i agree this was the biggest role he had done yet but he did the cat in the brain Afterwards, and that was like way bigger, or Touch of Death as well. One of the two was like as big, big roles.
0: Okay, you know what makes me angry about this movie? Was all her dream sequences. Like, really? Oh,
1: don't go, like, Liza. Yeah. Don't go. Wait. Don't go, Liza. <laughs>
0: I can't. I have to go.
1: Don't go,
0: Liza.
1: <laughs>
0: Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And there was, like, multiple dream sequences she was having, and I would completely zone out Well, I, they were all the same. I it found was-
1: out, like, in the extras that those are technically possession moments where she's getting possessed by the spirit. But, yeah, but you got to remember. Oh,
0: now it makes sense.
1: Right. But they didn't do a really good job.
0: <laughs> no, I they mean, did clearly.
1: Not. There's other movies that I can go to that are from the 60s and 70s that do a way better job of, of possession than that. Yeah. And, uh... I think it's Lombarda Bama. I, I can't remember who it is, but when we watch the, the Beyond or what is it called that I've been talking Beyond about Beyond the Door, when we watch Beyond the Door, that's going to be the one where you're going to be like, "Oh wow, they did actually a pretty good job there." Oh, okay. for possession and stuff. I'll
0: keep that in mind. It's a
1: little bit of a rip off, but of Exorcist. But you know, he could have pulled some.
0: Right.
1: You know, they, they pretty much opted for a blue light. <laughs>
0: okay every
1: time that she was getting possessed so if you see oh, a blue okay. light in the movie she's being like her reincarnated self reincarnated self is being possessed
0: and so in this movie when she's in a dreamlike state surrounded by white mist she's being possessed not a dream she's being i don't
1: possessed. know it's like a dream possession she goes back to the sub basement and she's like with all the crucified nuns and she's you know, seeing and reenacting all that shit again and it's like calling to her and then she goes to the hall of records and wants to study something about Santa Rosalia and a woman comes to talk to her and she's like you need answers don't you
0: and she like pops out of nowhere she's like Boop. She's like hi you need to meet me you need to meet me at this house you I know can't talk loudly
1: because I'll be killed if I talked about <laughs> this so meet me at the only house on the end of the thing you won't miss uh, the, it yeah, yeah. tomorrow
0: it's the only house yeah.
1: and she goes out there and there's logs of shit everywhere like human feces mm-hmm. and like it's gross no I'm there's, kidding
0: there's, <laughs> there's cats <laughs> it's cat shit there's cat shit all over the yard because there's so many fucking cats you can't like pick up all this cat shit
1: no but she does she does go out there later but back at the camp she's like having this like you know existential crisis while everybody's singing and dancing and having a good time and they you were, yeah
0: they, oh man them singing and dancing was horrible that was like the worst part of the movie was Having to listen to them sing, yeah.
1: It was and then sad. she keeps dreaming about that the crucifixion room with all the nuns or whatever, while two dudes are drunk or rather poorly acting drunk. they
0: they were poorly acting drunk. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was bad. Like they decided to drink in in the, in the monastery, and they hear some woman laughing, and there's like literally a piece of paper, like someone's holding a piece of paper in front of a light, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to look like a nun in the shadow. <laughs> Yeah, it did. And it's like moving around like somebody's holding a piece of paper.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's a shadow. (laughs) Yeah. It's like
1: not moving like a human being would. So it was kind of silly.
0: And then the drunk guy fell into a spike.
1: Yeah, well, no, hold on. There was, but the funny thing is, is like, he hears the girl laugh and he's like, party's over here, girls. You know, like, who's over here? Who are these fine ladies in these fucking deadly crypt pits? You know, (laughs) like, what would they be doing out there, bro? And the other dude's like, Kevin, Kevin. And you see, Kevin falls through this hole in the ground and lands on a bunch of spikes, which that's. That's where I started laughing because...
0: It was ridiculous.
1: It was funny, and then he's still calling for Kevin, and that dumb fuck falls on top of Kevin's yeah, body. his
0: friend falls in too. What the fuck?
1: Doesn't he get spiked in the head? Yeah. Like, they're real spikes, so they just drop a fake body on it?
0: I think so. Yeah. It was cool looking. I,
1: la- I appreciate ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Next day, you know, Fulci shows up to do his famous cameo as a detective, and he's, you know, doing his country version of Burl Ives... The, the the fucking voice acting whoever did it sounded like Burl Ives. I thought he was going to break out in a song about Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer at any oh, that's point in time. Right.
0: that's right. <laughs> uh,
1: but Liza decides to meet that woman at her house outside of town and she's a cat lady and Liza's like, why am I here, bitch? And she's like,
0: to learn the truth. And what is that truth? The Alan? dangerous
1: truth.
0: <laughs> And what is that truth, Alex? The truth. Wait, but what is the truth?
1: Oh, I'll tell you right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, like, that was the scene, like, seriously.
1: Yeah, she was, like, going back and forth, and she explains that, you know, hundreds of years ago, like, five nuns, young and beautiful, would have, like, sex and, like, praise Satan and shit underneath the fucking nunnery, and they would, like, have orgeries and shit and kill... (laughs) Orgeries? Forgeries. (laughs) They would... They would forge checks. They would forge sex. (laughs) <laughs> <good>. Anyway, no, <laughs> they would have orgies down there and kill dudes. Like they would go missing and shit. And like, yeah. the, the townsfolk caught wind of it and were like, "Fuck them
0: up!" And then they went on a uh, you know rampage. The townspeople, knew, yeah, they, they crucified them. They show that but one
1: scene where the girls like railing the dude and she stabs him in the neck.
0: That was funny. But Takes but wh- his blood. What kind of orgy was this? Because they're like, oh, they were having orgies. Yeah, they were.
1: Come on, I've they been to way having, better orgies than that. I
0: know, right? <laughs> I'm
1: just saying. Like
0: That was not an orgy. Yeah. That was like two separate couples having sex on the opposite side yeah. of the rooms.
1: They probably couldn't get enough people to do an orgy or something. It would probably they cost need, too much.
0: They needed to try harder. Yeah,
1: they needed to get like at least five to seven people. Yeah. Like fucking everywhere.
0: Exactly. One
1: dude just filming it. Right. From 500 years ago. <laughs> He's taking his son pictures. <laughs> he's got a guy. No, no. He's he's explaining it to a guy with a pad and a pen next to him.
0: <laughs> so they can transcript it. Or transcript no, no. Not even a
1: pad, and a, pe- a pad and a pen. Like a pad and a, like a pencil. Some oh, charcoal. Those,
0: or those, yeah, those dippy pens. <laughs> whatever they were called. Calligraphy.
1: That's, uh, never mind, Calligraphy. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? Of? Yeah,
0: calligraphy. What is
1: calligraphy?
0: I don't know. Is
1: that when you draw with a log thing, of human shit?
0: Yeah, where you dip your pen in like this melted shit. It's very, it's very technical, Alex. All right, all right. Okay, I'll yeah. show Enough you someday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the uh, town folk have an uprising and force their way into the monastery, and of course, did all the bullshit about crucifying the nuns and shit like that. And then she's like, "Now that you know the truth." forget it and go like why why would you forget it she's like don't turn back and ask God to help you
0: did we talk about the baby the so the nuns who had the orgy and oh. then there was, there was a nun who was pregnant. Was that
1: yet? Did that happen already? Yeah.
0: No, because they oh. had the orgy, and the guy got stabbed in the neck, right? Right. And then there was a pregnant nun, okay? She's
1: giving birth in that scene. Yeah, and
0: she, she's given this weird birth scene going on. It, it reminded me of the birth scene. Oh, from... Uh, fried berry oh yeah that was dramatic so then they have the baby and the another nun had the baby in her arms and then she just threw the baby in the fire yeah
1: she's not no no just like casually puts it in the fire she's like oh it's a baby and she's like oh here's the fire here you go here's your little home baby best part
0: best part of the movie you can see
1: (laughs) the little baby's like it's screaming and like Uh and like its little hand is moving while it's getting burned alive Like they went the extra mile to make sure. Right. Well, I was like, all right, see, this movie's way better now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, cause I don't know what it is. When they are not afraid to do shit like that, I get interested like, right. instantly. I don't want babies to die, of course, but you well, know. Not
0: in real life, but fake movie life. Yeah, like and, fine. It, it
1: spiked the interest for me a little bit. And it's bit. better
0: than a dog's eyeing.
1: Right. Later on, the the cat lady is like, there's a scene where this cat lady, she suddenly can't find her cats and they're all over the place whenever we meet her before. And she's like, where are all these cats? Like, what are they doing?
0: Where did they go? Where are my friends? These are the only people I trust.
1: And they start hissing and encircling her, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm like, yeah,
0: Yeah, let's get it on.
1: So they start, like, they have these fake cats, like, patting at her face and
0: stuff. (laughs) That was awesome. Which is
1: pretty funny. And then, like, they scratch out her eyes and shit, like, and it pulls out, like, one of the eyes, like, uh-huh. it catches the nail. Oh, right. it's kind of gross. It looks <laughs> fake as fuck.
0: Oh, but, it looks way fake.
1: But it, because, like, you could see it's, like, a plastic face and, like, someone's hands off camera, mm-hmm. like, puts her hands up in front of her.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: she's, like, you could tell, like, they tried to, like, I don't know.
0: It was fun, though. It was one of the better scenes.
1: I thought it was a good scene, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a twist in the movie. This is where the who it thing comes in, and they blame Paul Evans because I guess that one of the guys that died, the boat marine fucking archaeologist, uh-huh. he fucking had some bad blood with fucking that guy. And they thought they found a statue it was over an argument about a statue whose head was missing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then conveniently that guy's head was missing until they found it on an anchor right so they thought it was him and they were he,
0: trying to link it
1: yeah they were trying to say like there's there's no fucking crazy shit going on it's you
0: you killed him right i know because I'm a smart detective.
1: And, and to make it worse, Paul is like, hey, we got to leave, guys.
0: We're going to get the fuck yeah. out of town. Okay, you know? it's time to go. Yeah, time I, the, to go. The first five people who died, you know, that was fine. But now that this guy's dying, they're leaking to me. Linking it to me, we gotta go <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they have this other scene that's really funny too, where the butcher guy goes down to the monastery into the crucifixion room, notices one of the nuns is missing, goes back, starts tripping out like he's having a mm-hmm. like like he's getting possessed or something bad's going to happen to him or something and he goes and and he's like he hears this large butcher knife hit a table, and you see it kind of wobbling like someone dropped it. Mm-hmm. He grabs it, goes into the meat locker room, and he gets like wall fucked by a few pieces of meat for some reason and like all of a sudden, like a woman in a white nun's outfit like grabs his head, pushes it on a table, pulls out his tongue, nails it to the fucking wood, and then that was it right that was yeah, just that. that was it that It' was was kind, of kind of a cool of, scene though yeah, it, it looked was, real It was
0: cool, but it was fast.
1: Oh, that's right. She freezes him because she changes the thermometer temperature. Mm. But you don't see her hand do it. It was like magic.
0: Didn't she cut out his tongue?
1: It was just nailed to the thing.
0: Oh, I thought she cut out his tongue.
1: Because the detective, um, the Interpol detective, Fulci, finds him. And then pulls some piece of paper or some cloth out of his hand. And he's like, this hasn't been used right. for hundreds of years.
0: Right. Because, yeah, that's right. The wife was like, where's my husband? And the detective. that was He didn't part- even tell her. Yeah. That whole part was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid.
1: Now the uprising starts again, of course, because the townsfolk are like, what the fuck? Everybody's dying. Like, And Paul's like, we better get the fuck out. <laughs> and Paul looks for Liza, but only finds a few droplets of bud blood so he goes to look for her but the town are like running at me at the same time towards the site and this robbie kid who throughout the whole movie his mom is bitching about how he always gets muddy
0: why you got the mud got why are you days. always getting in the dirt the robbie
1: they're always you're gonna make the i hate you why would you do this to why? me every why time
0: did you, why did i even have you i should have had an abortion robbie
1: <laughs> she didn't say that
0: no i know but Jesus. i was trying to be funny <laughs>
1: So then you see the scene of Robbie missing and his parents were looking for him and shit like that. And he's like, Papa, Papa. And you see him being dragged by the white dressed nun. Mm -hmm. And Robbie finds his dad. He runs away from the nun at some point Mm -hmm. or the nun lets him go. And he's like running, looking for his dad. And then he finds his dad with his legs strung up in the air with branches and ropes tied to his legs, Mm -hmm. like pulling his legs apart. And his dad's arms are tied to a spike in the ground. And he's like, No, Robbie, don't move. Because there's a trigger mechanism in front of him. And he's like, Robbie, don't move.
0: Of course, Tr- dumbass Robbie. Fucking Robbie. He's gotta trip on the fucking rope. That's when you
1: gotta shoot him. You gotta put him down.
0: Right. <laughs> now it's time for the abortion. It's, it's a
1: late term abortion. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But he trips over the fucking wire, and this is kind of cool. You see him, like, screaming, and his crotch rips, mm-hmm. and there's blood everywhere, and then it just tears his fucking corpse in half.
0: Split in half.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty fucking awesome. It is
0: pretty cool. I like that.
1: I mean, it's it's obvious, but the funny part, the the, the next scene the mom's been complaining about him and mud and robbie comes back with blood all over him <laughs> because right. his dad sprayed his little innocent face
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: then we see liza fully dressed as a nun and puking out some weird yellow shit which is where we got our drink from by the way
0: so it was mustard i'm telling you it was mustard
1: yeah <laughs> She wanted to put mustard in our shots, guys, and I'm I like did. Christina. No, we, we gotta drink have, that shit.
0: We have we have to theme it up. I'm very disappointed that we didn't do mustard <laughs> shots.
1: I don't. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> but we. She's like saying something. I don't know what the fuck she's saying. She's got that symbol on her forehead, like all the nuns had before her.
0: Like she's the Riddler. Or some she stabs
1: shit. <laughs> Paul, I think, in the process, and like. Right. Runs down to the fucking you know the crucifixion room and is like all of a sudden hooked back up to the fucking crucifixion. We don't know how.
0: Right, but then doesn't she disappear?
1: Well, the townsfolk come down and they're like, "There she is, burner, burner!" And they all set everything on fire, and just the crucifixes, and she's like, just disappears. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What?"
0: Yeah, I what was in at the, the end.
1: And then Paul walks in. <laughs> with his like wounded stomach or whatever where she stabbed him with the fucking the crucifix. Uh-huh. And like he's like, Liza, no, Liza, no. <laughs> And she appears on the floor, but it's too late. She's already dead.
0: Yeah, she's done. Roll It was credits. like her soul. That's it. Done. Yeah. End of movie.
1: See, this is why kids don't fuck around with seances and don't, you know, you can tap right. into some reincarnation shit and you could be puking yellow shit and dying on the floor and mm-hmm. some fucking weird town where they don't like you messing around in crips. Mm-mm. So think about it.
0: Yeah. Think Stay. about
1: Use your fucking brain, kids.
0: No more Ouija boards.
1: Ouija. Ouija. Ouija
0: Ouija. Did you say Ouija? We no craft.
1: <laughs> well no, at least you didn't say Ouija. At
0: least no Ouija. It's not Ouija. No zoo zoos. No zoo zoo. No, zozo. No oh damn, it. I even got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Zo. Zozo's Zo. Zo-zo. Zo-zo. No we no, don't even mimic it. Oh my god. No. See, it's in your shit now. <laughs>
1: Did you guys kind of find some of the stuff in this humorous and enjoyable? Like, I would really like to hear some of your favorite scenes or something like that. I don't know. Whether you want to write us individually, personally, whatever, or write in the comment section, just make sure if it's a spoiler, let people know that it's a spoiler and then, you know, dot, 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 like you do down in the comments so people can't see it. Um, but yeah, that's it for our later Fulci movies. These weren't the greatest. But our obvious winner is Demonia, right? So
0: it will get better next time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the people that bought these movies, they know that they know
0: they're just collectors. They're
1: just collectors, right. yeah. And Severin knows that too. You know, these aren't the strongest movies, but it's just a, it could be a matter of like them not putting it out and, and it never getting reprinted again, right? And then we would never be able to see it, like, right? That's why I like Severin and Vinegar Syndrome and what they're doing because they're they're keeping those movies alive. alive. Yeah, really. But, yeah, guys, so what did you think of these movies? I would love to hear what you think down in the comment section down below. Um, we will be back next week for our Voidtober.
0: Voidtober.
1: And uh, we'll have a YouTube trailer that will kind of show you little bits and stuff of stuff that's going to be coming out for Halloween and uh, this year. So we got some movies that we're planning to show you and uh, should be fun. Some Some that we've actually done early, 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 early on in our you know, podcasting career where we didn't really do it the full justice.
0: And I I wasn't here.
1: Yeah, she wasn't here. So it's kind of we can get around it. I like rewatching these movies and talking about them any chance I get. If I could do City of the Living Dead podcast, I would do that. But I I think you guys would get bored with that really quick. (laughs) We could do one second, one minute of, of City of the Living Dead for a podcast for that so we would literally talk about 1 minute of the movie mm-hmm. every minute. <laughs> they did that with the, the the Shining. Right. They've done it with other movies, so Right. But yeah, guys, I know this episode is a little bit longer. We will be back next week. We'll give you we'll can tell you what movies we're going to watch next week, right? Right. What?
0: Night of the Demons
1: and Witchboard. And both of these films are actually up on Prime. So if you guys want to check them out, you can, and you have an Amazon account. Otherwise, you know, there's other places you could probably rent them or buy them. I think there's a Scream Factor release that I got. Um, for Night of, uh, Night of the Demons. And then I have the second one on. I mean, we'll do the other ones later, but for now, it's just Night of the Demons from 1988.
0: It's for spooky season.
1: Yeah, we wanted to do stuff that's a little bit more, you know, Halloweeny, kind of like evil lurking, you know. And there's plenty of movies that would be better than these, I'm sure. But we've already talked about them. So we had to pick ones that we haven't talked about. Right. So we're limited. It's not like a top list or anything like that. These are just movies that we thought would be fun to watch during the Halloween season. We still watch our evil deads. We'll still watch all of our fucking, you know, favorite movies that we like to watch every year for Halloween. I'm right. going to watch City of the Living Dead. Let's talk about it again. You want to talk about that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I've talked enough. Thank you so much for coming by this week. Stay tuned on the YouTube channel for all the new stuff that we got coming out on there, especially for the uh, trailer for the Void Voidtober. Uh, and check out what we got. In the store for you. I'm gonna put some work into that. So, but thank you so much for coming by. And as always,
0: long is a